Thank you all for making it. We're going to be the number one media conglomerate in the world. Jeannie, what did you think of episode four? Oh, of episode succession. four, which was... i got to refresh my memory here. Well, we got to figure this out. Okay, so, yeah. so here we are, West Coast Project doing succession. We've had a couple false starts with our equipment and our timing and all that. Um, I think I think we should just use this TV series genie as a Trojan horse to talk about the series in general and okay. get and get kind of caught up because I I don't think we should go back and try to recap one two and no. three no. and all that so um, there's only seven episodes yeah I was going to ask you that I only see five listed there are only seven in season two. That's what I heard. There, there's got to be more than five, obviously. We haven't even had all the characters join us that we're expecting. You don't think we have? I No, because we have another actress coming on, Cherry Jones. I think she's going to play a family member of the... Um, Pierce's? Yes, that he's trying to acquire. So... We're all waiting for that. She's going to be another powerhouse actor coming on the scene. What do you think of this series, Jeannie, compared to when you first started watching it in season one? Well, you know, it was a little bit of a slow... I didn't get into it right away. I was... I don't know why I just was a little bit outside of it, but then at about season... uh, Episode four, I got very much into it, and I think... Well, compared to season one, it's just the stakes are higher. You know, they're ratcheting up the tension, and he's putting the screws on all of his children. <laughs> and it's just getting a lot more fun. Well, see, I'm going to say the opposite. I really liked season one when we got to know all the people, and we are starting to see how they played against one another and the power strategy and all that. Right. And I think it's kind of floundering now. I, really? I don't like it nearly as much now as I did in season one. Oh, I do. I really do. So, no, I'm not having that experience. I'm I'm loving the new characters who are coming in. Holly Hunter was great. Um, Sid Peach. You know what? What I'm enjoying is um, there's so many middle-aged women actors whose faces are regular middle-aged women faces who are just powerhouses. I, I think they're ratcheting everything up. So I'm really enjoying it. And the series is super popular. Everyone's talking about it. And it's got just a stable full of middle-aged and upper-middle-aged women. Like Shiv is the youngest. Well, Shiv and, of course, the other girlfriends. But it's not, there's not, it's not very sexual, except for its odd proclivities, you know? Yeah, it's, weir- it's very weird. Um, but I'm, I'm wondering what its goal is. Like, what's... Okay, Logan's clearly plotting every he's putting everybody pitting everybody against one another to see who swims to the top right you used, we thought for a moment it was shiv in his favor he saw her as the favorable successor but i don't think that's her anymore and now kendall's starting to say it's not really me i don't want it to be me and I, do we believe that i, I do. don't know i'm ready but. to say kendall is going to jump off a roof somewhere do something destructive to himself well you know if he if he left it would be over i just think he is so good i mean they're all so good i love watching his face you know as he goes through 
all these emotions and moments and things and realizations and I, I don't know. I'm finding it. I, I'm loving it. I'm yeah, loving that's it. interesting. I think I think I want to see it get past the point of Logan maneuvering all these pawns around to see who can come to the top. And because we backtracked a couple times now with is it Shiv? Is it Kendall? It's probably not Roman. Definitely not Connor. It's not Tom. Um, but what's going on? What? Why don't they make that plot clear and then move other things forward around it? I kind of think that they will with the Pierce family and the new actors coming in. I just think they will move it around it. I think it's not even the point. I don't. I don't think I care if I know who the successor is. You know, I'm kind of enjoying it. I'm sort of watching the performances. I'm watching them do their performances, but I'm but I'm in the moment with them as they're doing it. I love watching Shiv's face, Tom's face, um, Kendall's face, Roman. Eh. He's sort of comic relief, but Jerry, you know, I mean, look at, look at all these, it's just such a popular show and it's got so many really good actors in it that I'm just sort of enjoying the ride. I don't care who it is. I don't think we're meant to know who it is right now, if it's really Shiv or if it's really who, whoever. Yeah. Hmm. I guess it's just, it's just weird. I mean, Kendall should be dead in the water after trying to take over not succeeding logan's a cutthroat pirate of a leader essentially like if you didn't if you didn't if you tried to take my crown and you didn't succeed you should be he should be out as far as i'm concerned well don't you think he's using him now well yeah and, but and he's going to he, he could very well just toss him aside when he's done with that to what just, end though why wouldn't he have already done that what's the what's the strategy what's the reason for keeping him around if he's not going to be indeed the successor maybe because it helps the face of the whole thing to have the person who was going to turn on him change his mind and say my dad's plan is better you know i don't yeah. know if that if that just if that signals anything to the community who would be interested in this like in real life um, well, I'm, I guess that's I kind of what I'm trying to say is I was interested in that being the case, and I was interested in that in real life. If that if this were a real life or re reflects a real life company, but they've had two, three weeks now of, or even since episode one of season two, to to act on that, and now we're back to like okay, Shiv's invited back, but she re doesn't really get to see the corner office. She doesn't really she's a she can't even participate in the meeting meetings. You know, what's, why are they doing that? I don't mind that. I don't know why if they, if they carry that on like f for the whole season, I'd be weary of that as well, but I don't mind sort of one. That was sort of one episode of her being put off to the side. I don't know what that was about either. How about the way he kind of looked at her after, you know, what a great job you did, son, just sort of negotiating the conversation they had with the, Pierce CEO, Holly Hunter. Yeah. And they were in the parking garage. And when she finally left, oh, good job, son, Logan says to Kendall. And then he turns to Shiv and he just sort of gives her this face, like big eyed, kind of hmm, in your face kind of look. Did you see that? Yeah. He's not treating Shiv well at all. I mean, he's no doesn't even give her a permanent office, and she just like laughs it off. But she's hurt by that. Like, oh, she I'll, is okay, hurt I'll just by float, it. I'll float around. That's fine. It's not fine. She's she's not 
right. being delivered. Things aren't being delivered to her the way they were explained to her by Logan. It's bullshit. No, he's, he's just, yeah, this bullshit. He's just jerking all their chains, and I'm fascinated that they all go along with it. But I also love watching them act in these situations because she gave such a good, she just evoked embarrassment in the garage there when he turned and looked at her, kind of shut her down. Did you think she, did you think she was helpful in the meeting? Yeah, I think she would be a, I think she would be a helpful, near-the-top person. I don't think she's a CEO. I don't think anyone can me ever measure up to... Maybe that's the point of the whole thing. Is Nobody can ever measure up to what Logan does as CEO. Um, Kendall, I think, is closest. But I don't think Kendall wants it now. Um, he's, he's even said... And I don't know that I disbelieve him. I think he's kind of just... Rejecting the CEO spot now. I don't know. He has no reason to fool to trick Shiv if he really is on track to be CEO. Just let her believe it. So what? She has to live with it. What can she do about it? No, I know. I think he's broken personally. I think he's just broken. He's clearly yeah. broken. That's why I think he's going to jump off the roof. Well, they won't let him. Did he you ever see the movie Vanilla Sky? <laughs> You know what? That's such a long time ago. I forgot about that. Tom yeah. Cruise. Yeah, it's a Cameron Crowe, Tom Hughes. Right. Tom no, Hughes. I. Uh, what's the director? Cameron Crowe, right? I think in, I'm mixing John Hughes and Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise, and it's Tom all Cruise set in New York, and it's about a media company that the the parents pass away, and the kid has to take over. Gosh, I just don't remember that. I I, I know I saw it though. It's very New York, though. New York is a huge character in that movie, and New York's a huge character in this movie, mm -hmm. or in this show, especially the way he's looking out over the city a couple times. And But I don't know. I think they're forecasting his demise. He walks up that little ramp to go up on the viewing deck like it's a plank, like he's almost walking a plank. Oh, totally, yep. Oh, it's so good. I mean, it's just so, it's so crushing to watch him. I hate to say it's entertaining, but it is for me. <laughs> you didn't worry at all that he might be ready to climb up? They showed his feet. Like, how far was it? How hard would it have been to climb up that little railing and get over the wall? You didn't so, think about that at all? Well, I thought about it, but I just didn't think that he would leave the series this soon. He's such an integral part, it seems to me. I don't, I don't see him as expendable yet, but who knows? Oh, he's I'm so... Here. Sorry, I missed that. Could you say it again, please? No, Siri, I can't. That's a good idea. Ask Siri what's <laughs> going to happen to Kendall. <laughs> right. Hey, let's see. <laughs> hey, Siri. What's going to happen to Kendall Roy? Okay. I found this on the web for Kendall Roy. Check it out. <laughs> she just Lots gives you things. something to read. Yeah, you know, like, I want her to talk to me. She always gives you links to go... I, I, I could type that in myself. Um, I don't know. I just think without him, some of the tension's gone. I just think he's so good. I'm just, I just, I'm highly entertained at watching how they're performing these roles, how they interact with their dad, how they interact with each other. When are the real moments happening or not? You know, how about when he just spilled his guts to her, basically, without saying anything? The hug. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe that's another thing I don't like about this show, Jeannie, is there's no killing off of characters. Well, not yet. It's in the second season. It's halfway through <laughs> the second season. Not yet. We saw I mean, Game of Thrones, like, the first episode of the first season. Or yeah, first, well, not first episode, first season. I, I don't know, to... man. I, I want to see something start to happen. I, I love the interaction and the comedy. Like, the Greg and Tom stuff's super funny. <laughs> the, 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 the panic room fight with the water bottles. Oh. I mean, that's, it's hilarious. But it's, it's to what end? Where's this thing going? Where's it going? I'm not I'm not minding the slow simmer, I guess. Okay. I guess I'm not. I, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the locations. I'm enjoying all the you know, just all the background that's going on with the staff. I'm enjoying the camera work of it. You like it? The the quick cutting that they do and sort of that documentary effect sometimes it feels like. Yeah, it's super interesting to watch as like a like an experiment of seeing how a television show is put together. But I guess I'm just picking on the plot a little bit. So we're four episodes in. We have the fifth coming up, at least three more. Well, I'm enjoying the ride. I'm enjoying the ride. I'm enjoying listening to everybody talk about it. I like to read all the takedowns of it. People aren't, I, I'm not really hearing people kind of picking it apart the way we want to. People are sort of ranking characters and talking about things like that, but. Yeah, everyone's paying homage to it. Like, it's just the best thing ever. Um, what did you think, what do you think is going to, what about this diamond in the rough guy? Do you think, do you think Roman's going to bring this guy in? He's going to be important somehow? You know what? I have no idea. But he did say he's bringing him in, and they do play well together. We'll have to see. He needs yeah, a, Roman he needs, is my he least needs allies. favorite. Character. He needs he needs uh, muscle on his side of the whole fight. So I'm, I could see it. You know, I I don't mind it, but he's my he's my le I'm least interested in him. In Roman. Yep. He seems incompetent and immature, and. I, I don't know how anybody could ever consider that he would even run that, even as a joke. Well, we have to figure out his new girlfriend, Jerry, and what's going on with him right. and her. <laughs> so did you see that coming? Yeah. I mean, clearly he was calling her mommy, and he's not interested in any, any other women. I, I guess we probably cleared up that he's not gay because he was pretty turned on by her interaction with him. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's a power thing, but I think it's a, also a male feminine thing that it's he's attracted to her as a woman who has more power than other women in his life have. And someone who's going to be sort of parental and punishing. Yeah. Yeah. That's very sexual. It's not homosexual. It's not like some dude makes him happy. Right. And he's around pretty women. So I think he's attracted to beauty. And Jerry's pretty i mean she's not young and pretty but she's attractive right so she fills that role somehow of the feminine his need to be partnered with a feminine partner so it's heterosexual it's just weird that it's the power older age thing kind of makes it interesting yeah she's i i find her interesting i'd like to know more about her 
Some things I didn't understand, like why is Shiv drinking champagne with Logan? Kind of celebratory. We get that he doesn't want her officially in. He's glad-handing her. They've they've done multiple scenes like that where she's just like, oh, you're comfortable and you're in the big room, but you won't. You can't stay in the big room when the big talks happen. Right. Uh, Kendall comes in handing, handling the medication for literally has Logan's life in his hands with his medication. So that's interesting. That that kind of trust is interesting. What do you think about that? I I don't know why it's there. I don't think I don't believe that Logan would ever be harmed by Kendall. Uh, Kendall's neutralized, I think. He tried to take over with that proxy meeting and right. didn't do it. I don't think they could make him do that again and get away with it. But I don't ever see Kendall hurting Logan physically to physically harm him and kill him off and then inherit his spot. I just find it odd that Logan would, you know, make that kind of move and put him on purpose in charge of the meds or allow him to be. I don't know. That just doesn't fit with what I think. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I guess maybe sometimes the audience has to be in on some stuff that characters aren't in on. Like we have we know the secret. We know that Logan trusts. Uh, Kendall too much, and that could be his hamstring, you know, his hamstring or his Achilles. But I don't think that's true. I don't think he trusts him too much because I don't think Kendall will ever do anything to harm him. Again. And we're we're certainly not privy to anything that Logan knows that Kendall doesn't know, or Kendall knows that Logan doesn't know. So we're just along for this ride. It's just enter- it's just like entertainment. It's almost like a turned into almost like a sitcom. Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I guess, yes. I, I am not feeling that. I, I do find it to be very funny and smart, and I love. I just love the writing. I love, I love watching them interact with each I other. I love that, too. I do love that because it's interesting and fun to watch, but I guess I'm just looking for meat, more meat under the surface. I guess I'm expecting that it's going to come. What was going on with the guy who got married at the Hitler's retreat? That was some news guy. Right. So they want they want him to get rid of the guy, but he's a big ratings yeah. person. I found that it was just so funny. See, I just enjoyed that scene where he's questioning him. You know, what a fun role to play, both for both of them to play that scene. Both. Yeah. With the questions, and then Tom has to get all uncomfortable and flustered. Tom and... is freaking hilarious. I will oh. give you that. Like, like, okay, we have the same dog's name, but mine's spelled differently. Right. It's <laughs> Hitler. And then he had a bunch of other coincidences that were pretty funny. And Tom just kind of laughs each one off until they start to accumulate to like, whoa, wait a minute, maybe I can't laugh this off. I can't continue to laugh all this off. I just think about those two guys playing that scene. And being the guy on the couch, being asked the questions and answering them with the way and, oh, it just, I guess I'm, I'm just in the moment with the comedy of that part of it. So other than the meaning, other than the fun of the comedy of it, what was the meaning of Mark kind of having similarities to Hitler where he becomes a little bit of a headache, but that's not a plot turning um, no, it's event not. for this to change. It's, it's not, but... Is it going to be something with the Pierces? Maybe, but how big of it? Like, okay, so that that's 
maybe, maybe. What about the funeral of the guy who Connor and Willow are going oh. to? Oh. Who cares about that guy? That guy's. Oh, I'm sorry, but that was so funny. Uncle, Uncle Meat Hands and Mr. Fiddlesticks, and the way. Okay, the way. The purpose of that, I think, was, you know, if they're trying to portray Connor sort of like Donald Trump and people blow off his rude and gauche behavior as it was a different time, right? You know, with Trump and the whole old boys thing and Uncle Meat Hands, whatever. I mean, Trump wasn't like that. But the way Connor was explaining it off, right, like it was sort of nothing, Mo Lester, everyone knew he was sort of that way. Dad wouldn't let us go in the pool with him. I was in tears. Um, it was so funny. But then he just kept saying it was a different time. And she, his girlfriend was saying, are you, you know, she was like, what am I hearing? And he was sort of just blowing it off. It's just the guys, you know, everybody knows. Guys all do that. Yeah. Right. So I just wonder if that was sort of the purpose of that and his you know, the only way he could see being at this funeral was what he was going to get out of it for the donors and all. Sure. I don't know. What about uh, Jonah as the footstool? Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, it, I think this, that served the plot purpose for Greg to later be able to to tell him in his litany of things that he's uncomfortable with why he doesn't want to stay. That gave him... You know, something to say. This, that, this, that. Yeah, that set the scene for him to say, I don't want to be part of Fox News essentially anymore. Right. Makes me uncomfortable. We already knew that, though. I don't mean to throw you under the bus, Jeannie. I'm making you answer for all these questions. It's not your, <laughs> not, you don't have to do that, but it's just. That's all right. That's what's pissing me off is like th- those three examples took up a decent amount of this episode. And I don't think, I don't see them as any sort of pivotal, meaningful, important scene at all. No, probably not. It just made me laugh. But no, I that was a forgettable scene. To me, that was a forgettable scene of him sitting there with his feet on the guy. Right. You know what else was sort of... Uh, this, this stuck out to me. When Roman was in the park and they had the scene of him posing for the pictures with the two people. Oh, let's have a picture with this character, right? And then he insults them and says, you're not having sex and... Yeah. Did you remember that? And that that seemed to me I was that felt very I watched it twice. I watched the that episode. It felt very like a it was just sort of wedged in there. It didn't that didn't fit. Well, that was a replay of Greg's scene in the park where he's throwing up through his costume. Right. I mean, that was funny once. I mean, it was, it was funny, funny the first once. time. Roman's repeating Greg. Roman's in the exact same class Greg was in, right? That yes. Yep. Why? He's going to meet this guy who's a diamond in the rough. That would be maybe something interesting. So he met the guy. He's going to leave the class early, probably, or I, I guess we'll see how quickly time moves. Um, he was going to leave and then take the guy with him. Yeah, he's going to pull him up pretty quickly through the ranks. Like, Greg got sort of hyper-advanced just because he's family, periphery, peripherally family. Right. This Brian right. Diamond in the Rough dude's gonna get zoomed to the top too. He's I mean, funny, but it, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. That that feels like I don't know where we're going with that. It's all, it's all, um, 
it's all good basis for more comedy. I agree that got that the fat guy who's the diamond in the rough is going to be funny. He's already been kind of funny. But what's it going to change? What's it going to do in the story? I don't know. Maybe it'll help Roman um, in his development toward becoming a manager because the guy isn't impressed by Roman. He knows who he is, and he's not. He's not like flying over him. He's just being his his own weird, quirky self with Roman. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just I want to be careful about what I say and what I pick on because the other podcast I'm doing right now is The Affair, and I totally pick on every single scene in that. <laughs> it's so easy to pick on. Yes, <laughs> it it's, is. It's so ridiculously ridiculously stupid that I'm hoping this doesn't turn into something like that. No, it's not going to. Um. <laughs> okay, I'll take your word for it. Yes. Uh, we find out Kendall's stealing, or that at least. Everyone knows that Kendall's stealing. Right. How do they know that? There's people. I guess he's being followed. I think it's pretty clear now that they're following him and keeping tabs on him when they're watching that he's going to the roof. I didn't know. I didn't really know that until this this time that they are following him and watching what he's doing. I guess they must be afraid he's going to kill himself. He might harm the family. A, a scandal like that, him getting caught shoplifting would probably be unattractive to the family. And I think, I fear that if he kills himself, that's something they worry about more being as unattractive to the family as somewhere where they'd be concerned about Kendall's life and his happiness. Do you think Logan has any concern for him on a personal level? They teased son? us. They teased us with that, with this panic room, safe room. Right. It, it, is, is, is Kendall in here? Is Shiv in here? Like, do they really care if she was in there or do, do they really care if she was safe or he was safe? Or he kept so- asking, he kept asking about where's Kendall? Where's Kendall? In a way throughout this episode that just conveyed, you know, a little urgency of concern. Right. Do you think Logan had anything to do with that? Kind of, was I don't know if the guy really killed himself at his desk. Sounds like they called it a suicide. Right. Do you think he had or, anything to do with setting that up? So he could get Ray and Jarrell back in the room. So he could so he could set these puppets into motion and see what happens. Like with 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 Ray and Jarrell or Kendall. It's all of them. That's what he's doing all along. He's he's. Faking Shiv that she's at the top. You can have the corner office. Just takes time. Then she gets to see the corner office, but doesn't really get to stay there. He's teasing it. He's putting her in. It's like he's the director of a play. Right. And he's seeing what the characters do when he sets them up against each other. So I would say he doesn't love them at all. He only loves the whole game and the drama. If I had a gun to my head, I would say that all that concern about the safe room, panic room, was feigned, just because you gotta, you gotta, you gotta act like you're worried about your children. But did he say where's Shiv? I remember him saying where's Kendall a couple yeah. times. You're right. I don't remember him picking any, anyone other than Kendall. I remember throughout the episode there were a couple times when he asked where's Kendall, where's Kendall. Is Kendall right. safe? You're right. It's it's weird, and but Shiv's the successor. Right. 
I mean, there's no I, way to believe that Shiv is really in Logan's plan to be the successor anymore. I never believed it in the first place. I think but what I might just, be what might be interesting coming up is they're gonna they're gonna get more involved with this Pierce family, and and it's gonna be the Roys looking directly in a mirror and as the Pierce family being their direct reflection. They're they're essentially their equals in this media game, and they're gonna see. We've we already see what's what's the girl Pierce's name Holly Hunter's name. She's Rhea Jarrell. Now she's a family member, right? She's also the CEO of the company. She was like, "Oh, I'm just," but isn't she? She's important enough member? to. She's important enough to call her a Pierce, even though she's got different. She may be married to somebody, right? But and she says she's not at the top, but them selling her is essentially selling the Pierce family on the deal. Right. Otherwise, right. they wouldn't keep upping the price. Even though Shiv doesn't believe, like you're 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 negotiating it yourself. She's not even the right person. I think she is the right person because I don't think Logan would have been fooled by that. No. And did you see how she? Did you see how Logan was with her? Just he he just had when they sat down to lunch. He was very. He just had a very quiet kind of affect a calmness about him that I have not seen him in any other scene in, in this yeah. whole time in last year or this year he was just very calm he was very there was just something in his affect that was different so let me ask you Mike do you trust Logan the way he asked Ray Jarrell do you trust me do you trust me that I'm not going to change your brand I'll acquire you but I'll leave you you know wholly independent I think it's a strategy by Logan. I think when one asks another person, do you trust me? It's you trying to take that question away from them. Like, wow, they're asking me if I trust them. So they must really be trustful. If they left that under the, you know, not on the surface, it would be, it would be easier to mistrust them. I think it's strategic for him to ask that question, whether or not he's trustful or not. Right. Um, but I think we can see what he wants. He wants he wants to be left alone. He wants Roy Waystar Co. Roy Co. Whatever they are to be the one and only top of the heap. And the, and the way the strategy now is they have to get rid of Stewie and the other guy. And right. The, the only way to prevent that is to become so big that they can't be bear hugged into acquisition, and that right. means partnering with Pierce. That's all. That's the only thing we can trust that Logan really wants. He'll do anything, I think, to get that. And he doesn't care about the respectability of the Pierce brand. No, he doesn't care about that. He doesn't care about the the love and honor and <laughs> trust of his son and his daughter and his other son and other son and you know his family is secondary to him making this company stay at the top of the heap agreed that's agreed. the one common thing that we can agree that logan is good for the rest anything could happen and where is his wife in all this is yeah she wasn't around at all in this episode huh and she definitely she definitely has um a point of view she became important when he had the stroke or whatever that was, that heart thing or whatever. 
aneurysm or whatever. Right. She yeah. was important because he thought he may not be around. But once he's healthy, she has not really been that important at all. To it's all the, it's all that who's on the corporate rungs of the corporate ladder. So you don't feel she has any sort of background power or motive or agenda. I want to say that because she's married to him and she appears to be his rock behind the scenes that she should have that power. But no, I don't think she does. I think if he wanted her out, she would be out. He isn't mean to her. He isn't mean to her. He isn't mean to her, but I don't think he would be loyal to her if it sacrificed the, the position of Waystar. Be interesting to see because I feel like she's out there lurking and there's something. I don't know what. She's got something. She's invested. She has a certain idea of an outcome she wants. There has to be something he was going to give her. Wasn't he going to just invest more power in her at the very beginning? Yeah, he was going to change his will to make her the beneficiary of everything. But I think I think that's what I remember correctly from episode, from season one. But why, you know, that's changed again. That doesn't seem important now. I don't know. Maybe I'm too simple of a viewer because when that's not kept in the front circle of attention, it seems to not be really important anymore. I don't know. I don't think you're too simple of a viewer. Probably I am, actually. I'm just sitting here chortling over their antics and um, not really... Thinking, I, I'm trusting that we're going to have some meat coming. I hope, I hope they are. Right. Well, the Pierces will be important. I mean, they brought that. Who's the who's the guy that got fired and then rehired? And he knew he knew that Rhea person enough to get her. That was his value. That's why right. he. We didn't talk at all about the hunting trip to wherever they went in Europe, but that was the real reason for that trip is to get him back into the fold so he could get this meeting set up. Right. And so that happened. Um, yeah, everybody's just a pawn, and he's he's terrible. He speaks terribly to everyone. It's appalling that they even do come back and engage. With yeah, him. For he, any embra- he embraced <laughs> Shiv, and then now he's rejecting her. He embraced what's that guy's name who got rehired? Frank. Fra- he embraced Frank, and then now he's getting the cold shoulder again. They're just all take just your life card. Go, he says to him, kind of just when when he makes some literary analogy to the meeting and all of that. But I think he just I think Frank brushes that off as that's Logan's way. Or he's willing to suffer the humiliation for the money. Yeah, and he has a girlfriend in somewhere in Italy that he needs to keep paying off. <laughs> he needs money. <laughs> Did you look up uh, 205 Turnhaven? What's what's the meaning of that, Jeannie? Did you research any of that? No, I didn't. I haven't even looked ahead. I haven't even watched any trailer. For That's the, the name of it, Turnhaven. Sounds like a location. I know they're going to finish in Croatia, I think. In real plot? I believe or they just... do go. I believe they're going. They, I believe they filmed in Croatia, the season um, finale. Oh, interesting. So they really are going to these places. 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. They're not they're not spending sparing any expense to get the story out there. It just it's left me kind of flustered because I, I got off to a really good start with this and now I'm kind of floundering and I'm either not understanding it or they're not delivering it and I can't figure out which. Are other people talking about that in the same way that you're in the reviews that you're reading? I'm not really checking into too many reviews until okay. after we podcast. Right. Because I haven't either. I've just listened to a couple, and um, everyone seems very delighted with it. Yeah, you know? everyone gives it a free pass on a lot of the stuff. Um, that's why I'm kind of questioning. I was hoping you would say, oh, no, Mike, you're wrong about that. Here's, what, here's why you should reconsider that thought, because <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just no. not getting it, you know. Maybe I'll come at you after tomorrow's session. I'm just, you know, there's something in every episode that I find like enthralling or appalling. And then I'm equally sort of, you know, watching it with like the episode of in the hunting lodge, of course, God, that was rich with so much appalling things, you know, when they were lining the boar up and shooting them. And then bore on the floor. Oh, my God. I just, I watched that scene. I was not laughing at that. I was sort of appalled that what would really, how could a grown man impel these people to behave like that? And what would, what would, what would it have to be to take for you to do that, to go down on your hands and knees and fight over a sausage on a floor? Yeah, you'd have to be so in love with your stature and your income that you wouldn't you'd be afraid so afraid of losing it that you'll do anything to protect it. And you've got this whole room of these people. You know, you're terrorizing them. Yeah. But your even loud that voice. Scene, even that scene I didn't quite grasp the meaning of it. I didn't get you know, it was made to be a big part of that episode. But what what was the what was the meaning of it? I thought he was trying to get them to turn and say who was talking to the biographer. Right. But that came out in another way. Right. It did. So um, I don't remember, honestly. I don't remember what was the impetus for him to start shouting and picking people out that would go on the floor. Yeah, comedy. I mean, it was funny. It was kind of funny until it got creepy, but... It was funny, but I felt like it was appalling just on, it was like I was watching it thinking, I was appalled and I'm really not appalled by very much, but it just to, to think of, would could would someone really have this kind of power in life? Sure. I mean, is this supposed to be, and people would grovel around like that and not one person in that room that whole evening gets up and says, I'm out of here. You're crazy. Yeah, I think they. I think there are probably settings like that. Oh, you know that slightly less. I mean, it's a different scene, but almost the same degree to me of of appallingness. I don't know how to conjugate that verb, but appalling. <laughs> appalling. What's the appalling word for appalling? Appalling. appalling. The same degree of appalling. <laughs> being the same degree of being appalled would be. Shiv's getting a view of the corner office and being excused away from it. Like, you're, you don't get comfortable. You can't stay here. Wait a minute. I would say, wait a minute. You just, we just freaking had a meeting where you, uh, two weeks ago. 
where you told me I was in I was next in line for successions. The name of the show. Look at the script heading. <laughs> <laughs> so now I can't even be in the room, and I can't. And now she's just a bystander. She can't even speak at the meeting. Why couldn't she speak at the meeting? I have no idea. I have no idea what that whole day was about. I we we're gonna have to find out because he didn't. You know, just the amount of time that this has taken place in too was really just. Not very long, right? I mean, the bear hug, the wedding, he, he's in Iceland drying out, he's on TV. That's 48 hours, you know, as they're saying. And so this seems to be going along pretty quickly. It's, you, you, can, um, you, can, um, you can take over the company in three years, Shiv, after you go through all this training. And then he calls her up the next day, it's time for you to come in. And right. it just sort of, it, you know, okay, she comes in and he gives her a champagne toast and then he sends her off with her coloring book. Like she said, and I don't know what the meaning of that was. Did he want, was he pitting her against Kendall? And, you know, like, did you, did you think that he possibly could have had the guy commit suicide or whatever, kill the person in there to create that active shooter event to get everybody back in the panic room, Rhea Jarrell, Kendall, Shiv, to try to work her over some more? Yes. I would not put that past Logan. Ugh. We missed a somewhat heartbreaking scene, too, Jeannie, in episode three of season two. Because we're jumping around at this. We're late to this party and we're kind of jumping around trying to figure out where where we should go with it still. But episode three of that scene where Shiv flirted and slept with that guy. Right. And then she had to tell Tom about it. Or part of their relationship being an open relationship was the nature of it is to tell the partner about every not even an indiscretion, right. I guess. It's just an activity. <laughs> and right. when she told Tom, Tom was just heartbroken about that. And then and then the narcissistic rage that he rained down on Greg when Greg wanted to break up with him or have an open business relationship. How about that parallel? Yeah, in this episode, that was that was the reason for it. So I think that, that maybe that was the reason for it. And then for Greg to lay down his threat. See, that's why I call this a sitcom cuz that 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 funny scene with Greg, it's poignant cuz it relates directly to a real feeling of loss that Tom feels about Shiv and another man and whatever. That's poignant, but it was funny, but it I don't see that having any effect at all on succession. It won't keep Shiv from ascending any higher or won't help Tom get any higher. It was just a side little vignette of comedy slash poignancy. Unless they're taking the Tom character to show that he's as he's ascending, he's getting, I don't know if it's like a larger ego or acting out in a more egotistical way than he was before. Now he thinks he's a big boy at the big boy's table, they said to him in one of the meetings. Now you're at the big boys table, Tom, and Tom's acting like the executive coming through when he's running. Yeah, but don't we already know that? Didn't we already know that without this scene with Greg and Tom and the I'm jealous. Now I'm jealous because you're leaving me, too. And yeah, we already knew that, but I don't mind. (laughs) I don't mind because Tom in any scene is one of my favorites. Because he's so, he's just so nakedly 
transparent and narcissistic and sort of a little douchey at the same time. Well, he's clearly he's clearly a got a distinct role. He's the he's the he's the power grabbing almost insider that we love to hate because he's so funny as he tries to grab that power. And how about when they were wanting Tom to be the one to tell Logan not to buy, not to make the acquisition. Everyone was kind of putting Tom on the hot seat to go in and do that at the hunting lodge. He's the buffer. Right. Tom's pretty, he's pretty bulletproof though because what are they going to do to Tom when he's married to Shiv? The only thing that would be interesting, or the one thing maybe that could be, not the only thing, but the one thing that might be interesting with Tom is he freaking blows a gasket. Like enough of the shit goes wrong that he grabs a gun or something and goes off on a bunch of people. Like he totally, he really flips out and not comedically just flips out. See, he might be expendable as far as that goes, but I I would miss him if he grabbed the gun and they took him down. But, you know, he is acting out because he did all that in the room with other people. He threw those bottles at Greg and he had that, you know, he he had that temper tantrum and there were other people in the room, right? Nobody really important, though. Right? There was a security guy. And two other employees. Yeah, but... Didn't, they, I, I, didn't, didn't we realize they had some rule that they couldn't have phones or cameras or something? I mean, who really knew? Who, I mean, who really could convey that scene beyond what happened in that room to other people? I don't. I have no idea, but, the, you know, just... I don't think it's as much of a smoking gun. I think Greg having the evidence of the cruise ship indiscretions is a smoking gun. Yes. And that was pretty funny of him asking Tom if it's okay to betray you or blackmail right. you. <laughs> Are you asking if it's okay to admire to that. that was that was pretty freaking hilarious. And he seemed to sort of admire that. Greg is the kind of idiot who will ascend to something way beyond where we ever dreamed by just circumstances. Maybe he'll be the successor. <laughs> that would be funny. I mean, that would be interesting and funny. Because he's not dumb. He acts dumb, but he's not dumb. He's not dumb, but he's so naive. He just has everything on his sleeve. is He's totally transparent. You can see inside him and see everything that he's thinking. He's naive, but is he that naive? Because last season he he knew Tom was going to have he was going to try to do a press conference and come clean about the cruise ship cover up, right? And didn't he inform Jerry? He went to Jerry. Then there are other scenes that he has seen. He saw Stewie and Sandy meeting together last season after when he was walking in the park, and he noticed them, and he saw them. And and the scene was that, ooh, he noticed them. And so I think that he's not as naive, maybe, as he comes off. But everything everything important that he's seen and captured for himself he's revealed to other people like he's not maliciously saving this information for a power move you don't think i don't think he would have told tom about the keeping a copy well that was his power move he wanted to get that you know i that was probably his first power move to get out of 
But that's, under a, that's, a, that's like having a three wishes from a genie and wishing <laughs> one for a you know pack of bubble gum. It's like what <laughs> use your power move in a powerful way. Well, he still has the power move because he's not going to give him the documents. I guess that's true. Yeah. He said I'll never tell. Well, where are they? I'll never tell. Yeah, he, that's true. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing out, Jeannie. Maybe I'm not seeing what the what the writers are trying to say. But maybe you just got out of the flow this week a little bit for some reason. Definitely got out of the flow. <laughs> How about you? How are you doing in Florida with all the storms? Everything was fine. We were really lucky. You know, we everybody feels horrible for the people of the Bahamas because that could easily have been us. We're very close to the water here, but it was really it was kind of frustrating because it was several days of waiting and getting ready to evacuate and it was really nothing. Yeah. We didn't get hardly anything. We didn't even lose power. So Not you're near Jacksonville? I am. I'm due east of Jacksonville. I'm in Atlantic Beach, Florida. So we are about 1,300 feet from the beach. And, you know, we, we live under a lot of trees. We have a lot of southern big old trees here. And so there's always that concern. The trees are always a character in any kind of wind story here. But everything was great, and the storm moved on, and we were really lucky. Well, that's good. Yeah, I was just there. Um, my other podcast person I do shows with is Michelle from Tennessee, and she and her family went on vacation in Flagler Beach. So I went to see them. I met her and her husband, and their, she has three daughters. And That's nice. All their family. That was fun. But, yeah, so I was in Flagler Beach in June, I think June. Flagler Beach is very nice, a little small town. Yeah, it's nothing but beach, just a flat stretch of land between Daytona and St. Augustine. Yep, it is. It's very flat here. We live in a little town similar to Flagler, further north. But the beaches are really nice, and the, the town vibe is really nice. It's not as pretty as California. But I'm sure it is. It's different. It's just different looking. It is different. It's different. I think California's got so much natural beauty. I just love it, though. All right. Well, I hope that, I'm glad you survived the storm. I hope this show survives the storm in my mind. Because I really want to like this show. I don't want to let it just slip. And so I start picking at it and making fun of it like I do with The Affair. That The it's, Affair is easy for me now because I've given up all hope of it ever redeeming itself as some sort of good drama. <laughs> yes, you have. You have. Oh, I have given up. I know. I, I listened. But that's okay. You know, it, it's it's stupid. But it's, I don't want this show to bad. be stupid. I want this show to be what I thought of it in season one, which is like really promising. I think it is. I think that you've lost the flow somewhere. Let We'll reconvene after tomorrow's episode and see where we're at. Take our temperature with it then. I'm into it. I'm still I'm still all in. All right. Well, I'll let you uh, keep it all buoyant for us so we don't sink under the the weight of what I'm thinking is like just like filler for the, the episodes. But so we'll sink you, under you the think weight it has of... seven episodes in season two or somehow I did hear seven um, okay. I was hoping for 10, though. Yeah, so that's weird, because it shows five on my TV thing, and 10 was season one, so... Hmm, we'll see, I guess. We'll find out. Yeah, we will. I'm going to look into that. But, yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping at least seven. All right, Jeannie, well, I'll see you after 205 for Turnhaven. We'll figure out what Turnhaven is. It's got to be a place somewhere. Yes. 
Can't wait. All right. Sounds good. You sound good with your new microphone, too. Thanks for getting that set up. Thank you. I'm glad to. Yeah. All right. Talk to you then. Thanks, Mike. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.